0: The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in West Carroll, Morehouse, East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula parishes. and welcome to another episode of the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast and I want to be the first to to say happy National Ag Day and uh, because what is today? Uh, March 21st so happy National Ag Day and today we have uh, Bruce and RL on the uh, podcast today. I'll let y'all say good morning guys. Good
1: morning morning, everyone. National Ag Day. did not realize that Kyle. I'm glad you brought it up. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's a big day, especially on social media. All right, so we have Dr. Matt Foster with us today, and I guess you couldn't come at a better time because I know everyone's phone has been ringing off the hook this week with the corn crop. So Matt, I'll let you go ahead and get started. Um, Let's just bring us up to date and tell us what you're seeing.
2: You know, Kylie, it, it started the past couple of weeks. It, I, I kept getting phone calls about yellow, you know, yellow corn. Yellow corn. Well, corn's supposed to be yellow, isn't it? <laughs> not, not at the the seedling stage. And and that was, uh, you know, a lot of people were saying, could it be, you know, herbicide injury? Could it be nutrient deficiency? But not across the whole state. You know, I, I traveled from Natchitoches all the way to to Tinsall Parish, and you see st- you see the same story with the yellow corn and you know that corn was growing well had perfect growing conditions come out of the ground fast and then the weather got cool and it you know basically uh, shocked the plant and uh, you know it was just kind of just sitting there and uh, well now this week you know I don't I don't know if a lot of people are worried about yellow corn uh, after we got a, a, right. a statewide frost uh, you know uh, this past weekend and I've, I've heard reports all the way sou- south as Baton Rouge uh, the the Ben Hur Research Farm uh, at LSU uh, has got the frost damage on, on their corn as well. And uh, really, you know, it's, it's a little too early to tell uh, as far as if, if recovery will occur. Uh, I scouted some fields yesterday and looked at some fields this morning, and uh, they, they definitely look worse uh, this morning uh, compared to yesterday. But, you know, really it takes, you know, three to five days depending on temperatures, you know, warmer temps is uh, that recovery is going to, recovery process is going to be faster. Um, You know, generally speaking, research has shown that corn with the growing point, not out of the ground, now that growing point comes out of the ground, generally around V5 to V6, uh, that uh, frost injury is just, you know, cosmetic. Yeah, you're talking
1: about that, Matt? I was traveling yesterday, and again, my phone started last week. Didn't hear so much about the yellow corn. They were pretty much satisfied. It was wet, cool weather and just holding the corn back. They wasn't worried about that right then. But when that forecast hit for 28 degrees, the phone did start ringing. What's going to happen? You know, well, you and I talked about it, and I'd already gave them the answer. Kind of standard, you know, that as long as it's still the growing points under the ground, we're going to be good. Don't worry about it but I'm not the one with a chunk of money buried in the ground either but all I can do is is quote the you know the the scientific evidence that it it should be okay uh and most of our corn I think will be uh will be okay uh, you know, I, I I looked
3: at some corn yesterday morning in Morehouse in West Carroll Parish we actually caught two mornings of frost we caught Sunday morning was kind of a light frost uh, 30, 30 degrees or so um, there was some damage on some corn and then when we got to um, you know yesterday morning I went and looked at some corn it was in the um, when I left the house about seven o'clock the thermometer there at my house said 25 um the thermometer in the truck said 20 26 um you know i got out and started started kind of starting my rounds in the parish um it was interesting you know some of the corn that had had gotten that dose of cool air on sunday was already showing some 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 damage on uh, sunday afternoon as I, as i looked around and yesterday morning oh gosh i mean it was um it was scary but again, you know, when, when that, you know, I've been telling, telling guys, phone's been ringing and telling, hey, is it, you know, if that young corn is really resilient. Um, I, I took some good pictures yesterday of some young corn that I'm going to go back this morning or this afternoon and take some more pictures of the same corn plant. I, I, I expect to find that corn completely wiped out. And I'm going to go back, you know, at the end of the week and kind of track with some, with some photographs to see what that corn does. Um, to see where it comes out. I personally think it's going to be fine. Now, I've got some fields that I'm really kind of concerned about. Um, it was a little bit larger corn. Um, yeah, we may be looking at some, some uh, you know, some complete wipes wipe on. So, you know. Um, yeah.
2: And and Bruce, I was reading an article from the Midwest, from Purdue, and they said that, that lethal temperature, even if the growing point is below the ground, is around 28 for a few hours. Yeah. Uh, but, i don't know i'd have to reread it i'm not sure if that's air temperature yeah that had to be air temperature because i mean the soil temp here at st joe we didn't get you know 40 42 degrees as far as soil temp mm-hmm. so not too bad on on that so i i think the so i think that may be the one kind of saving
3: grace is that the the ground temperature had been so warm you know and I'm, like i mean like i'm i'm grasping at straws here i realize but you know the ground temperature i was looking at ground temperatures in the in the upper 60s um mm. just as, as as short as a as as a week ago so yeah. I, i'm i'm hoping that we had some you know the fact that in some of our, at least in some of my par- in my parishes a little bit of that, that heavier soil maybe it it insulated a little bit better maybe it held on to heat a little bit better and um mm. we'll, we'll have a little bit better outcome um e- even with those lower you know 20 25. Plus, um, or minus, you know, twenty five and below that that 25, 24 degree range. Um, you know, th- this is one of those times that, 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 as a county agent, you you hope to remember these things for as a, as we move forward in the future, we can say, oh, remember back in two thousand twenty two. I hate to I hate to put it that way, but this is a, a learning experience for us all to have to have corn like this and catch a frost like this. No, put it
1: in no. reality, though, Bruce. We were talking about that this morning. Yeah, mm. we got our corn in early. What, two weeks? Basically, we had all North Louisiana planted, general. And then it started raining. Yep. Then cold. So if we'd have waited to March to the official, you know, normal year, we'd still be behind right now, is what I'm trying to say, because yeah. of the rain yeah. and yeah. stuff. Well, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's... Dang if you do it and dang if you don't plant it, you know, that early. But I had an old farmer call me yesterday and we were talking about some other stuff in the topic of the corn come up. He said, well, ain't no big deal. It's just corn just getting a chance to start over again. Yeah.
2: Kind of
3: way it's, he
1: put it.
2: It's so Remember? resilient. You know, it will even the playing field. You know, if you had ununiform emergence, so you know, every plant is set back at the same level, you, you know, you're going to have more uniform pollination and everything. So yep. it, yeah. It, it kind of levels up that playing field off.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, like I said, traveling back from Mississippi there yesterday, we'd been down and where you'd seen green corn Friday. You couldn't see anything yesterday, but you know, and it's all of it, it's a little young two leaf corn, so had to get the sunlight on it just right to see
0: right. it.
1: But uh, it's there, the yellow corn still yellow. Uh, what was that one fella put on Facebook that yesterday that his corn was yellow, then it finally must have got a hope to the fertilizer because it's black now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. That. Yeah, that's that's a.
3: That's a um that some of that dark humor that farmers have, <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh,
3: well,
1: Matt, you got an estimate on acres of corn this year?
2: You know, RL, I, I was asked that the other day. I think we're going to be around six hundred thousand, if not more. Um, uh, which you know that would put us to like six hundred thousand would put us like a thirty three percent increase from from last year. That may be a little little high, but. I mean, from riding around there's a lot of corn in the state
1: a lot of corn it goes back years ago when i came to madison parish and older gentleman running one of the supply one of the chemical stores here i asked him that first spring i was here i said how much corn we going to plant his response was rl i'm going to tell you like this in madison parish when the ground gets right and they start rolling planters they're not going to stop until it rains or they run out of seed." Well, this year we were running out of seed, and then it rained, and so guys were guys had added a bunch of acres this year after planting started, just strictly because the ground was right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think you know more so to you know cotton acres is going be uh, be down this year so you may lose you know lose some cotton acres to corn and just the the rot- from a rotation standpoint uh you know there are people rotating back to corn um yeah I think we're going to be at that in that 600,000 range because like you said I talked to several seed companies that had to truck seed into the state because uh, people were oh, planting yeah. more, more than anticipated yeah
1: so uh, what's ironic is you go by the elevators and they still got corn out there in the outside pods that they're trying to get rid of right now
2: as as far as you know what to do now people are antsy you know they're I've gotten questions about well should I go fertilize my, my corn should I go you know that would that boost it back up I'm advising people just to wait wait I know that's hard I know that is so hard to do
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah just wait and, and see mm-hmm uh and see where it goes. Well, I, so, I'm I was, sure they got the atrazine already out, so they if they do have to replant, they they ain't got a choice but to come back with corn or milo. Corn or milo,
3: that's it. Well, Man, can can we you know kind of ideal, you know, emergence on a field if we you know if we're shooting for you know, we're planting thirty four let's I'm just pulling a number, you know, thirty-four thousand seed to the acre, um, okay. and we go out can we do a, a stand count now is there a I hate to even say it this way but is there a magic number that we need to kind of concentrate on you know stand to make it to say that, okay that that stand is going to be viable for for this year I mean I, I've heard all kinds of numbers over the years uh, you know where where we're at on, on stand counts
2: as far, yeah as far as what the research is showing I'd say around 20 27,000 like final would be anything below that would be kind of iffy
3: I uh, encourage guys before we you know go out give it give it four or five days we, i think I think the weather forecast is for another another chance of rain later in the week maybe friday. friday um but we're looking at some warmer temperatures I think I saw eighty up to eighty um one day this week maybe on thursday um, yeah so you know if we're gonna get some 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 good weather um a little shot of rain you know start looking at it this weekend and see where it's at and maybe do a stand count. Uh, if you need information on doing a stand count, you know, give one of us a shout, be glad to help you with it. Um, talk to you about doing a stand count, um, figure out kind of what we're going to have coming back. Uh, you know, cause you've already, like I said, you've already got your atrazine out. You've already got your chemicals there. Uh, if we can hold off on replant, you know, we may, may save, maybe save a dollar or two. If if possible, um, by not jumping out there and replanting a
2: bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what that, would the seed supply be like if they wanted to replant? It'd be hard
1: to try to find yeah. some seed, or <laughs> yeah, what's available? Yeah, exactly. what's available? Yeah, um, that that's that's the sixty four million dollar question. And you know, we've always got folks jumping in here, well, pulling in some of this Midwest corn and stuff. And to me, that's a wreck waiting to happen. Yeah, you know. You get some of that hot weather that we have, and that corn's not genetically bred to handle it. It'll it'll fade away on you. Uh, well, that's
3: that's what like the best
1: scenario they can do right now. Is pack up and go turkey hunting for a week, and then come back. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, white person you
3: know. start biting. Yeah, take the fish. Like that.
1: I was just saying turkey hunting because most of them gonna have to leave and go off somewhere to go turkey hunting. <laughs> get away from it i know that's kind of a coward's
3: way out but you know you yeah, sit book, there every book, day and look at it and it gets worse book a redfish trip down the, on the big on big lake and go red fishing and speckle trout fishing <laughs>
1: well,
2: well, yeah but like you said bruce this is a learning experience you know this is actually my first time seeing this so you know we've all seen Frost, frost damage on plants you know throughout the years but as far as this mass of a scale on corn it's uh it's definitely a learning experience
1: yeah i've even seen snow on it and i'd have been, i'd have rather had snow than
2: the frost i'd insulated <laughs> i know right. i'd have the snow yeah. <laughs> get it to
0: 32
2: degrees and stop
0: uh, well look matt if you do decide that you're gonna replant your crop how would you recommend um i guess killing it and uh going about it that way and would it would do you think it would be too late to go back with more corn
2: um you know we could you know i don't particularly care for april corn because you know data data shows that you, you start losing yield but you know you can get in that you know till about april april the 10th april the 15th you know mm-hmm. um time frame you know just know you're gonna you start start losing yield the later you get uh as far as killing killing the corn uh that's a that's a whole different different question
0: right Um, because there's really not much leaf material there to
2: to take up herbicides. exactly so Mm -hmm. and then if you you know use something like clethodam or something like that you do have a plant back restriction mm -hmm. on that um Carmoxone would be an option um liberty you know if it's not liberty link corn um I'm trying to think of some other options guys can y'all think of any other
0: oh, yeah.
2: yeah you could you know use cold steel <laughs>
1: yeah
2: what? That's way, how
1: much damage would you get or plant loss as you just replanted into it you know you're not gonna get 100 percent kill but you're gonna lose 50 or 60 percent of those plants just by replanting
2: yeah yeah just put a you know, just plant into that existing stand i think we're just yeah
1: yeah but then you get really and truly then the first ones will be a weed because they'll be ahead of everything else yeah. so that's the reason you want to try yeah. to kill it so
0: mm-hmm. yeah well i was I'm, walking I'm, around yesterday looking and you could cut different plants and and some of them the grown point looks fine and then you would take another couple steps and you'd be like well that's a dead plant and you know you'd see a lot of that too so I mean we're just gonna have to wait like you said and and see where we end up but you know we we were fertilizing pretty heavy down here last week so we've got a lot of fields kind of set up ready to go for corn crop so I hope mm-hmm. we don't lose it
3: so I'm, 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 i, I kind of go back to what I said, you know, before is give it, a, give it a few days, and then maybe do some stand counts on the, in a field. i I'm, I'm, and I'm talking about doing real stand counts, not just going out and checking one spot in the field. Go ahead and, you know, do you do your due diligence, check your check ten or twelve spots across the field. Um, do the do the counts, work it up, work it up to see where you're at um don't pick the best pots in the field don't pick the worst spots in the field but you know do your due diligence and, and do a, a try to do as much of a sample across the field as you can
1: mm-hmm. um,
3: the, the more samples you can get on a row on, on a stand count the the better your numbers are going to be um, if you go out there and and do a st- you know do a count on 30 row feet and Four different places or whatever, and I'd have to go back and look at looking up doing. I, I cheat. I got a, a stand count rod. I lay down and just mm-hmm. just do it that way. Um, but if you just do one or two spots in the field, you're not going to get good numbers. Um, so you need to, as many samples as you can across the field to to, to give you some valid numbers on your stand. And um, and if you're low, you know, think about replanting. But if you're above that twenty seven thousand plant population. Um, you know, consider consider letting it let letting it go, letting it go to maturity and see what happens. Because um,
1: if you uh, if you re- thing I've always tried to make them understand. Put a number to it. Don't just say, "Well, I'm at twenty seven five. I need to replant." Or I'm at twenty seven. What's it going to cost you to replant? That's our projected yield at that late. Is it? And I'm just throwing numbers. Not, you know, would I be more economically feasible to live with 26 versus what it would cost me to replant? And, and know I'm, I'm probably going to be shorter on yield because I'm out later. So, all right, that's, put,
3: that's some, exactly, numbers put yeah. some numbers to it. Put some
1: numbers to it.
3: That's exactly where I was going mm, with it. Is, is sorry look about at this, yeah. <laughs> no look look at where um, what it's going to cost to replant, and then what's your potential yield on that replanted corn is going to be you might find out that that later planted corn um with the variety that may not be ideal you may have been better off staying with that like you said 26 27 thousand maybe even down to to um um you know a twenty five thousand range just putting dollar figures on it um it may work work out where it's um you know more economical to, to to ride it out.
2: It really depends on the hybrid too. If it's a flex hybrid, you know, the flex Taking flex the same thing. can compensate mm-hmm. for you know the lower lower seeding population. So, yeah, it's it's
3: it's a tough it's a tough spot to be in, but it um, may take some some figuring out and. Some some something it may take some time that we that none of us seem to have, but it may this year we may have to do it. Take the time to figure it out.
0: Well, Matt, that's all the questions I have. Bruce, Soriel.
1: No, nope, just need him to wave a magic wand over that corn and let it all green up this afternoon. Dig yeah. <laughs> yeah. around find that
2: corn pixie shaker. That's it. That's it. Uh, well, if we could we could do that, I can assure you we wouldn't be uh, where we're at. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is, we wouldn't be on here talking about it,
0: huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, we appreciate you being here with us today and uh, giving us an update on the corn and and what we need to be thinking about at least today. And um, um, before we go, uh, Dennis wants us to mention that we have uh, the Soil Health Field Day coming up at the St. Joe Research Station. And um, that date is going to be March 30th. So be looking for some flyers to be sent out from us sometime in the next week or so um, for all the details on that. Again, thanks, Matt, for being here. And thank you all for One listening. One more thing
1: before you go, Kylie. I just all thought right. when you said that. Hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. Uh, you know, last year we done the big, huge meetings to get producers or. Any guy, anybody that needed a private applicator's card done mm-hmm. this year, we are not doing those big meetings. But if my information tells me if you have got a guy that still needs a private applicator card, you can call the Department of Ag, your local Department of Ag office in our area, Monroe or Alexandria. They're still doing the training there with the videos and and, and uh, issuing private applicator cards.
0: That's right. And I think you have until March 31st, if I remember correctly, to get recertified. So if you needed to be recertified this year, you've got a week, two weeks left to do that. So you need to be getting on to the LDAF website to see where your options are. I don't think we have any more left in northeast louisiana but there may be some in south louisiana yeah. or, or elsewhere so you can probably have to travel and it just may be more feasible for you to go ahead and make an appointment to get a new card if that's maybe the that closer paint, right? option so yeah either way you're going to be spending some time doing that so that's a good point to make and um we needed to get that out there anyway so all right then well hey, thank you we're, matt we're, go. We're, oh bruce
3: Got one before we finish up. We got to throw Dennis underneath the bus because he's not here. I mean, it's it's tradition.
0: Yeah, he's (laughs) missed the last two. He's got to get. I mean,
3: I mean, Dennis is still alive. He did not get thrown in the bottom of a hole somewhere. Um, he's just not able to 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 to, to be here today with us. Um, we're just we're gonna dock his pay accordingly. I mean, that's
1: and you know since he was in California last week, want to make sure he did get on the plane and get back. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> he said the eye doctor this morning, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Maybe he got to hope something out there messed his eyes up. Yeah, yeah. know, he. he, he had his blinders removed when he was in california
0: <laughs> <There you go. laughs> getting some new hipster looking glasses that's right yeah. Liked out there <laughs> he's gonna
3: come back with his birkenstocks on and his shorts and his, and his little go. little Dye dyed, glasses
0: tie
1: dyed shirts and bell bottom britches huh there you go <laughs> uh,
0: oh. he always picks on us so that's uh it's you know it's only fair so that's right but
3: All right, now I'll shut up now. Thank y'all. All All right, well, thank you,
0: Matt. We appreciate you being here. And if anybody needs us, uh, you can call us on our cell phone and uh, get a hold of us. But thanks for being here today, Matt.
2: Thank y'all for having me.
0: The Louisiana Delta Crop podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the lsuagcenter.com website or contact your local Extension office.